0: Chapter Chumps We are the Chumps And we're going to talk some chapters Today We are going to be discussing Chapters 15 and 16 of The Hobbit Uh, We are rapidly approaching the end of the book We are almost done with The Hobbit And then Connor keeps saying that we're going to vote but we aren't really we already that's, know that we're gonna read well, fellowship no. of the ring next
1: that's how the that's so. how the podcast works we all decided that that's how the podcast was gonna work and so i mean i i'm I'm not into rule breaking
0: <laughs> it it will be a formality vote where i think we're it, exactly it's like we'll do the vote but we it's just i think we should like we want our audience to be primed for what's next we want them to be excited what's the point in reading the hobbit if you're just gonna go you know read something else after this is this is the prelude to one of the most epic fantasy tales of all time i mean well,
1: well okay so so we will see there's a couple of um wild cards on the table here okay okay uh, a, a couple of uncontrollable variables you, do you will never do you know, have you will never know when i will pull out my veto that's a possibility and also, also we have the, the the Patreon vote. People on Patreon might vote against it. Well, we have to wait. We have to see. You don't know. We don't know.
0: Should we mention that nobody has voted on the
1: Patreon? Well, not yet. I haven't put up the, we haven't put up the vote yet. Of course, of course, okay. no, one's put up, of course no one's voted right. on the Patreon. The, the, the vote okay. hasn't been put up yet. Um, okay, gotcha. But, so so that's, that's why. That's a why a real, it doesn't happen. Yes, that's a real possibility there.
0: Okay, that'll be that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. So I'm just saying there. There's a couple of things that could get in the way. I'm not even saying that I want. That I, I I don't want to read Lord of the <laughs> Rings. Right. I'm not sure. Right, we, I'm not sure yet.
0: Right. Right. But we we have to adhere to the the customs and the traditions set down by. Our forefathers, you know, the, uh, those who yes. came before us. Yes, the great The chumps the, the of fa- eons past.
2: Fathers of Chump yeah, Nation. Yeah, those three idiots who, who met a year ago.
0: Yeah, so
2: fathers of Chump Nation. Oh. Um, yep.
1: The I'm founders. Be right
2: back. I need to grab something so Nova stops bothering me. They, right.
1: they were all good men, you know. They they were of their time, so you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 it, you know they they were good men deep down in their hearts. You know they were right. of their time, so. Our modern
0: sensibilities, you know, we would look at, right. that, uh, <laughs> right, at the things right, they did right, right.
1: and be like, ah, oh, you know, me. May- I mean, it's that's not cool. I right? I know
0: I know some of the stuff they they have done would not hold up to modern day scrutiny, but um, I still I still feel a great swelling of pride. Yeah. When I when I look upon them on uh, Mount Chumpmore, you know, Absolutely, their their faces yeah. carved into the the Rocky Mountain. Yes. So.
1: Yeah, I mean. How could you not be pr- prideful of your your homeland? You know your yeah. your chump Even I'm if they even if they did a little bit of torturing and like a little bit of yeah.
2: the hell did I say it?
0: of you know there was war there were war crimes there were plenty of I mean, war crimes we, there were plenty there of war was, crimes. there was there um, was yeah
1: and I mean I mean it's it's tough because they they just didn't view. It like that back then, right? That like was it was okay business. to like
0: it was okay to just like drop bombs anywhere you felt like it, or if you know, we're like, 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 just just yeah. like let loose like hazardous chemicals into the, the water supply. Like, they didn't, the I thing know. is, is they didn't know any better. They, you know, they, they, we well, I mean, about Ohio? they,
1: they were warned <laughs> about, uh, uh, you know, about the regulations and and the brake system, and and so you know, but but they, I mean,
0: right, right. And then they didn't know that it was bad to, like, silence all, like, you know, the people speaking out against them and to, like, to take all the journalists and, like, round them up and, like, put them into, like, prison camps. Uh, prison yeah. camps just for, like, they, I know. The thing is, is, like, and, and how could you? They didn't know any better. You know? They, they how didn't could know you any n- better. Back in 1980, how could you? <laughs> there was no precedent. You know, they, they just no didn't precedent. know. We didn't and, know.
1: I mean... I do. I personally think that the beheadings, most of them were extreme. There was a couple of journalists that deserved, it, yeah. To be yeah but, I,
0: what top top five restaurants to go to for for under fifty dollars? Yeah, that was. I didn't agree. That was
1: across that that, that, that there, was over the line. That was
0: over I, the line. The idea for the list is sound, but I did not agree with with the choices made there. No, so.
1: and I mean, they did. Did they deserve to die for that? Yeah, they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure, you know. <laughs>
1: That's just the way the cookie crumbles. It, it,
0: it was 1980, you know. It was I mean, it was just different, yeah, different times. Absolutely
1: different so. times. And, uh, you know, um, we, we can hold them in high esteem these days by all also acknowledging, you know, that they they were totally innocent. Yeah. You know, and right, only did, did things wrong under our uh, deeper scrutiny, you know.
0: Right, 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 right. It's and, the. The, the the lens the, the lens of the modern day is yeah. is never kind to and history. We're not going to tear down know? those
1: statues. No, no fucking way. Over my dead body. No. You know what I mean?
0: No. <laughs> all, all, all the uh, it kind of makes me think of a Hitchhiker's Guide. Now they're talking about it. All the uh, the the restaurant uh, columnists, uh, <laughs> you know, getting getting rounded up. Yeah. Anyways. You know that's chump chump nation has a, a dark history. It yeah. Does, and you know, but it, it would be wrong not to acknowledge it. Exactly.
1: You know? Exactly.
0: So anyways, um, you know, here in the, the perfect, you know, golden utopia of 2023, perfect um,
1: democracy.
0: There's, yeah, there's nothing, nothing to change and no one to be head, just no great great times we're living in Perfect all around equality. by all accounts um how how are we doing like personally individually you know that's that's what i want to dig into that's what i want to find out i'm talking about a little bit of pros and cons now oh shit i'm pretty sure i went first last time so as the host, I'm gonna choose one of you to go first, uh, and it's gonna be Connor. I want to hear from Connor first.
1: That's that's fine. Is that what we're gonna do though? The, whoever goes first gets to choose next time. So I get to choose next next week.
0: <laughs> if you want, sure. All
1: right. Okay, cool. Yeah, let, let's let's roll with that. Um, okay. So I don't even know. The, these are not really pros and cons. I mean. The, the, <laughs> they're just interesting is it all cons well no, no 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 no, no i mean there there's i 've got a pro and then I have something that was you know kind of was a con but kind of maybe ended up as a pro a little bit um okay so um what, what I wanted to mention here um because I think it is it's not related, but it's like reminiscent of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings it really makes me think about it a lot when when i'm um, listening to the, this band, I, I, I discovered a, a great band, this, this prog rock band from the seventies. I'm not sure if either of you guys have heard of them, but, um, their, their name is gentle giant. No, I don't know. And, uh, they, they, they're, they're very underrated. They, you know, sh- overshadowed by, by the big guys like, you know, yes. And rush and blue oyster call all those, you know, people in the big leagues. Um, but they they uh they, they're they're very unique. A lot of the a lot of their stuff reminds me kind of um that that uh Brian Auger's Oblivion Express record you gave me um to yeah. listen to back nice. in the day. Um there there's a little bit of that, but then there's also like a weird kind of medieval sounding thing they do with, you know, like harps and uh, you know strings and f- like flutes um, and it, it 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 just makes me think of you know the hobbit when when i'm listening and their mascot is he, he, i guess you know he is the gentle giant let, and let me see if i can get a picture of you guys to to look at um but he he's pretty much how i picture um thorin Except, to, like, a smaller version because he's a dwarf. But we don't really see yeah. the, the giant's full scale, so. Okay, let's see.
0: That's cool. How did you uh, come across these uh, this act?
1: Um, I was, you know, looking for for new music, and I found um, an artist. This is a whole different story, but I found an artist named Ramesses who he's like a like a folk psych singer from the 70s 60s and 70s and he thought he was the reincarnation of the egyptian god ramesses and uh so that's why he named his his act after ramesses and he put out a couple albums and then killed himself
0: i, I think josh is about to say i think isn't it ramses is that what you uh, gonna yeah, say, josh? no ramesses was a pharaoh okay oh it is it is oh, yeah. okay. um you you look like you were gonna jump in there were you gonna say something josh that's what I was going to say. Ramses was a pharaoh. Oh, okay. Is that not an not
1: Egyptian god?
2: It's a little muddy, but from what I understand, they're not – they're like a god-king okay. kind of situation. They're, they're a mortal god that becomes I just... immortal, but – Okay, Ramses was <laughs> a
0: pharaoh. Oh wow, I see the picture. You that see you the sent, gentle giant? Yeah. God. What Look, the hell? So,
1: so he's kind. He's kind of like <laughs> that's what you imagine Thorin is. Yeah, kinda, kinda. That's funny. Um. So so yeah, these guys have have really kept the Hobbit on my brain. Um. They they're they're fucking fantastic though. Like I listened to like three or four of their albums now. Very consistent. Very exciting. Connor, I I know you would, would really like them. Um and I think Josh would find them interesting too. So, but uh, but yeah. So that was just a little shout out there. Um, nice. Yeah. Cool. And then for the con part, yeah, this is something that you know, I, I it's not really a con. I feel bad calling it a con because I don't. It's, it's, it's not. You know. But um, on, okay. So, so on like Thursday or Wednesday of last week my mom called me and she's like I'm going to see Carrie Underwood I'm so excited my friend's taking me whatever I'm like oh yeah good for you that's awesome you know she's going to New Jersey with her friend to see Carrie Underwood and um, I mean she doesn't even really like or you know love Carrie Underwood or know Carrie Underwood besides the hits you know obviously neither do I but you know she was excited and so then Saturday rolls around and uh, you know her friend gets sick and can't go and so she's like, "Hey, do you want to go with me to New Jersey to see Carrie Underwood?" And yeah. um, I'm just like, "I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can like I, I'm just like laying on my floor, like thinking I don't know if I can do that like after the weekend yeah. and like I don't um, mm-hmm. just driving to New Jersey and doing all that." Um, but I, I I ended up going to to New Jersey with my <laughs> oh, mom, with you, my man. mom to see Carrie Underwood. <laughs> And uh, you know, it it was a very fun time. It, you know, it, it it. I mean, she she was pretty phenomenal. She was pretty nice. phenomenal. Her she's got a great voice. They they had a really cool stage set up, and and you know, she like uh, there, there's like a riser under the stage that lifted her up, and, and they used that gimmick a lot between songs. She would just like sink
0: right and sink under the stage. Like- they have to bring her up because yeah, she's like yes. underneath all the wood, right? Exactly,
1: and and so she'd do costume changes and stuff, and then rise up, and then um, then she was uh like on strings above, you know, from the ceiling, swinging over the crowd and stuff. It, it was a you know pretty pretty cool show, but it, you know it was also fun just to do a, a uh, spur of the moment um, road trip with my mom. So it so it was nice. just, it, it was a uh, yeah. It's kind of like something that I I thought might have been a con, but it ended up being well. No, no, fun. I
0: I know what you mean because like it's not something that you would have like chosen to do. Yeah, like if you know, like in a world of infinite possibility, it's like you wouldn't have been like, yeah, let's go see Carrie Underwood Underwood with with my yeah. mom in New Jersey. Exactly. Like that's a big ask. Yeah, but yeah. you had a fun time doing it. Yeah, None
1: we of we you know we so. had a good time. It was a good memory made. You know, we I mean we don't we don't get to do things like that together. Uh, ever. So so yeah, it was a good time. Uh Nice. But but that was Cool. You, yeah.
0: you were you were a good son, you know, being there for. Her. Good well, for you, man. Do what I can. Yeah. Th-
1: All right. If that means going to see sea <laughs> Underwood and so be it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Jesus nice. take the wheel. and then drive me to Jersey. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's a song lyric for you.
1: Yeah yeah, hey. Hey, I'm going to take that. something
0: some, some to think about. Something to think about. Uh, all right, Josh, hmm. what do you got for us?
2: Not a lot. Not a lot's changed since we last recorded on Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so let's see. Pros. I I kind of mentioned it before uh, we started, but I finished Twilight Princess for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Um, the weather's been nice. <laughs> Except I didn't get the flag, but that was a scheduling issue more than a weather issue. Um, con, I I really don't know. <laughs> it's been a it's been a good week for me, relaxing. Okay. But I, I think my I am a little uh my throat's a little scratchy today, but that's kind of my own damn fault.
0: <laughs> so Were you just, uh, out out late doing some karaoke?
2: No, I. so the thing with the Zelda games is that I've been giving some voices to the characters as I've been playing just to keep myself engaged a little more. Mm. Um, It was something that some friends and I did my freshman year in college when Skyward Sword first came out. um, People would take turns voicing some of the characters as we played for like an hour. And I thought that was a lot of fun, but it never happened again. But uh, I got bored when I was playing Wind Waker. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start voicing the the characters and just see if I can give a little more life to this because I played this. I played Wind Waker a couple times already, so it was you like, should do that we- as a
1: Twitch stream.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> That's not really me, but a
1: lot of people would like that.
2: <laughs> um.
1: It's like a different kind of ASMR.
2: <laughs> uh. But part part of it was actually just trying to do off-the-cuff uh, different voices for when we eventually return to D&D. Um, that'll that'll help with that. But it's been fun. But all the, like, really old and weirdly voiced people show up at the beginning of Skyward Sword, as far as I was concerned, so my throat's a little, like, ah.
0: <laughs> what did uh, Nova think of all that?
2: Uh, she didn't mind too much. She's usually, like, sleeping in the back behind me when I'm playing, so... yeah. I think she was more interested in, like, the little cat meowing at the a of Skyward Sword. This little lemur cat thing that looks a bit like MoMA with bigger ears.
0: Yeah, you, like, rescue it from the roof.
2: Yeah, and there's another one that attacks you when you're chasing the sword lady around. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, you know, Skyward Sword gets a lot of shit. And um, kind of, you know, rightfully so in, in some areas. But I do think it's a really good game. I still really like Skyward Sword. I, what, I, what I was surprised of is how many sound
2: effects I've encountered in the first like two hours of play that match up with Breath of the Wild. They're used in slightly different contexts, but it's like, oh, that's like the, um, that's like the sound when you like get a notification in Breath of the Wild or something like that. Um, like really common menu sounds were were popping up. And I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that was that was the thing from Skyward Sword or the fact that like the you got the circular. Uh, Stamina, meter. yeah, the yeah. stamina wheel.
0: Yep, that was from Skyward
2: Sword. Um, yeah, in the two hours that I played it so far, I'm not enjoying the. I, I'm I went with button controls, which may not be the best option because uh, it's a, it's really finicky with my controller. Uh, so I may actually go to Bush controls to see how that works later on.
0: But, best of uh, luck to you, Josh. Thank you. So yeah, I'm interested to hear how your your Zelda journey continues.
2: <laughs> well, it's 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 pretty straightforward. I'm I'm gonna finish Skyward Sword and then I'm gonna pick up the Jedi games for a while until Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's my plan. That's all exciting <laughs> news. Nice. So what about you? Pros and cons?
0: Uh, my pro, uh, I've really been enjoying my, oh, my time you. off. Yeah, you got your last few vacation. Days. I, I do, yes. Um, today was like my first... Um, Day off to myself because uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday was like all kind of like family stuff and mm-hmm. hanging out with Tony, which is all also like all great. But you know, all things that um, require me to like bring my body to different places and and, and do those <laughs> things, you know. Um, so all all great stuff. Truly had a fantastic time, but today, was my first day where, like, you know, it feels like a day off more because, like, I got up and, you know, Tony had to get ready for work and, you know, uh, damn it, I really miss her, but I gotta say, like, it just feels like a day off when someone else has to go to work, you know what I mean? Like, if someone (laughs) else has to, like, go to work and then you, you, like get to like live out this fantasy world where it's like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like this is just for me. Like, and I, so, um, I drank like fucking five cups of coffee and, um, I, I started, I, I, I got a puzzle for, um, like a jigsaw puzzle from, for one, for my birthday. (laughs) Um, so that's been fun. I started doing that. And, um, and, Josh, uh, I don't think you need to worry too much about losing your house because uh, huh. I have I, – I did spend a good chunk of my, my day <laughs> reading. I now have under 200 pages left to read. I have about 180 pages left, um, which means I read about 50 or so pages today. Um, I
1: still don't okay. see it happening.
0: I, oh, no. Got I can do it. I can week. do it. It's Brian. Anyways, um, and my con. Um my my con. Uh Tony and I just recently watched um A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And um <sighs> It it could have been a lot better. The last like 20 minutes or so I, I thought was actually like really solid. Um, but most of it was just, like, really, uh, like, I remember hearing such good things about that movie. I even, I, I put that movie on, like, the watch later list, and then we're going through stuff to watch, because we've been talking about Lady Gaga, and, uh, like, oh, she's in, and I'm like, is she, like, I know she's been acting, I'm like, is she any good, you know, you know, does she have the acting chops, like, and she does alright, um, but the movie... Did, have either of you guys seen it? Have you seen A Star is Born? No. no,
1: Not at
0: all. Yeah. Um,
1: We've seen a lot of... Yeah. Uh, of people of, of people loved it, it
0: when it came out. Yeah. And, um, I got to tell you, it was like two hours and 15 minutes long, and like two hours of it were like tough. Tough to get through. Um, what was, maybe what was that's so a dumb bad about it? Was it was, it, it uh, was just... It was really... It felt like I was watching like a fan fiction of a work that didn't exist... Because it's like, there's like no sense of time, like, it, it literally feels like each scene, each individual scene that it cuts to, like, happens like a week or more apart. It'll, with like no, it doesn't like really tell you anything it'll just be like now this is happening like you know they 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 meet Bradley Cooper's really famous and then he meets Lady Gaga and she's like a nobody or whatever and he hears her sing, and he's like wow you're amazing and then like all of a sudden she's just like on stage in front of like you know 20,000 people like singing her song and everyone's freaking out like it literally it felt like uh, watching like a fan fiction which is like whatever like not every movie needs to be great um but, like, every beat it was, like, just the most predictable. Like, I just, uh, it was, it made it fun to watch, to be honest, because, you know, I, I was, I had a couple drinks, and it, it was, like, fun. <laughs> it was, like, fun to watch it, because, like, you know, when you watch, like, kind of a dumb movie, and you just have a good time. Yep. Um, but I just, I really, I, I don't know, I expected it to be better. That's my con. I, I don't regret watching it, so it's also kind of a stupid con. It's not really a con. I feel like but, all the
2: cons this week are just, like, really stupid. Like like whatever, not, but... We had a good weekend, shit. What, what's, yeah. like, the worst thing? It was, like, right. well, well, I, I, I went to New Jersey with my mom, <laughs> and then it's like, I, I blew my voice out being an idiot playing a video game, and
0: you watched yeah. a movie
2: that wasn't as good as you
0: thought. Yes. Yeah, no, literally. Um, the that's most all I have positive
1: pros and cons, yeah. cons segment Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good for us. Um, shall we talk about the hobbit? We
2: shall. yeah, it took us like twenty five minutes to get there.
0: <laughs> shall we do it now? I think we shall. okay, well, shall shall away. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna start off with chapter fifteen, of course. Uh, which is uh, the, gathering the gathering of the clouds? Of the, clouds. the gathering of the clouds of the
1: juggalos.
0: Right, do the you garden. think? Do you think it's the gathering of the clowns? Is that what you're <laughs> hearing? Yes. Because that's not what we're saying.
1: Well, it's the famous ICP music festival, gathering of the juggalos.
0: <laughs> Oh, okay. That's what it's called.
1: The that, yeah, that's their famous yearly um, festival, the insane clown posse. <laughs> Gathering of the Juggalos.
0: You should go there with your mom instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe fun. next year. Yeah. It would be fun.
0: So, um chapter 15 uh... Wow, what uh what happens here? My notes are a little all over the place. <laughs> I, I have notes on this chapter, but not about exactly what happens here. It sounds like this is where, um, th- so this is after, right? They've made it to the watchtower, and then they we you catch about- back up with the dwarves. The birds start talking to them, and they yep. tell them everything that's going on. And they're like, "There's these forces that are are gathering uh, now that Smaug is dead, and they're they're gonna come." come- here and you need to prepare yourselves because um you know they want the treasure that that you you're claiming is yours right right right
1: and they're like oh my god smog's dead yeah and um then thorin's like i really need that fucking amulet i really want that fucking gem or whatever
0: yeah the Arkan stone <clears throat> yes
1: and Bilbo's like oh,
0: fuck 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 I have a <laughs> fuck fuck And then he uh
1: yeah. he 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 thinks of a plan in his head that he's going to do cuz he's very sick of uh of just sitting in place and wants to go back to his hobbit hole.
0: Right, yes. Yeah, he's he's now ready to just go go back in his hole. Yes. Yes. He wants to re-enter his own hole.
1: His, his little hot hole. <laughs> what the
2: fuck?
0: Oh, you know, um, it's just dumb what we do here. Like, it's really just the bottom of the fucking barrel. Just real lowest common denominator bullshit we got going on here. Um, it's a lot of fun. I really like doing this every week. It's really cool that we have this, you know, to do.
1: Someone's got to do it.
0: That we that we choose to do this, you know, for no no pay and no recognition. Somebody, for nothing.
2: Somebody it's the joy to of
0: sharing the these books time. with our friends.
2: No, this is for the joy yeah. of sharing these books with our friends.
0: So it's cool. Talking about little middle-aged manholes. <laughs> it's, it's fun.
1: return to hole.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So so there there really are things that I want to talk about in this chapter, and I don't know if you're going to be able to guess the first thing, but it's this chapter starts with the fucking birds. I yeah. have to talk about. The fucking birds, the thrush, <laughs> the ravens. Yeah, because I probably the crows are assholes. There's there's a couple things that that I, I mean, it's interesting that like the birds have like their own little like societies, depending on their species. And like, I, I do think that's cool because it makes me think like you go back to like the eagles, right? Yep. And there's like the the one great eagle and he's like. I forget if it's how they describe him or if Tolkien gives you a note of what's going to happen in the future and they say he becomes the king of all birds. But the point is... Bit of bald. Um, Like, we're learning more about, like, the different bird societies in, like, these little bits. And so it is kind of cool to feel like, hey, we meant, like, the bird king, and here's, like, the actual birds that he lords over in, in some fashion. Um... But that's obviously not really what I care about. That's just an aside. The 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 real thing here is so Ballin mentions that the, the 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 ravens had a relationship with the, the dwarves of old and he, he doesn't understand thrush. He's like he knows that this thrush is trying to tell him something. And so he talks about the ravens, and the thrush flies away, and he's like, aha, even though I don't I don't understand it, I know it understands me. So then, yeah, it comes back with this old raven who was, like, the the son or the grandson of the raven that Balin was talking about. And I thought, wait, I thought Thorin was talking about the ravens. No, it's Balin. Um, And then the the thing here really, the thing that really threw me for a loop in all this, the thing that really made me go, what the fuck? Uh... Because Ballin's like, oh thank God the Raven's here, I can understand it. The Raven just speaks in like fucking English. It just yep. talks like
2: human. <laughs> yep. To be fair, Ravens have been known to do that in real life. You can find videos on YouTube of Ravens speaking. It's it's kinda like a parrot talking, but they they speak with a like a raspy voice and
1: can mimic human speech. Very, a very sexy, raspy voice. Actually,
0: it is I mean, that is interesting. I mean, that's a matter of opinion. I um, I don't have anything really to like. Add like I don't know. I don't really have anything to like tie it all together. You know, like there, there's nothing really to uncover here. I just think it's interesting.
2: It's just, the like, way that wh-
0: continually brings up like the 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 animal. Human, like relations, you know. Why
1: can't um, animals and humans have relations? No, of course, of
0: course they can. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about I them having like, a conversation, you know, like a conversation, <laughs> if we're talking about them like talking to each other and no, having a relationship else? in that sense, you I know, mean... then, it, then it's fine. If you're talking about what, like, you know the the chump fathers kind of got away with back in the 80s they didn't pets know any
1: they different. didn't know any better
0: it, it was a different time they didn't know any better um now we do now now yeah. we know now, now we do we back know.
1: back then they, they, use, not, they uh, use their pets as you as you yeah know.
0: we don't they but it was it was a different time um some say a better time so <laughs> So, the thing is, it doesn't... It's not like I keep bringing this up because it bothers me. Like, I I, I think it's cool. <laughs> you it's you just bring like... bring it up
1: because you think it's cool.
0: I bring it up every time... <laughs> I'm talking about the the animals talking, buddy. I'm, I'm talking about the talking. Yeah, okay? yeah, right. I could
2: have it a little better,
0: to be fair. All right. Um, well, then I, I clarified. Thank You know, thankfully, just like ravens, I, I have the capacity for intelligible speech, so...
1: Yes. And let and me sense. let me
0: clarify all that here. Um But it's like I don't know, Tolkien goes through all this there's been like the dogs and certain people can talk with certain animals, and then like Gyrion or or Bard, because he's like a descendant of Gyrion is able to understand the thrush even though he didn't know he could. So like some of it's like tied up in this like magic kind of shit. And some of it's tied up into like Hereditary ability and then some of it. It's like some animals can just like Talk and it, it doesn't matter. I can't stress it enough like it doesn't matter. I get it It's like a fantasy book and it's like kind of charming and it kind of lends it that sense of like fairy tale wonder Um but it just happens a lot, and it, and it feels like he keeps he keeps going. I mean, do you guys do you think about this? Do you care at all that like the bird just started talking in what Tolkien wrote as ordinary language? Like, did?
2: Um, I mean, when I saw that, I knew we were gonna end up talking about it, but yeah, okay. that was about as much as it registered. Yeah. Um, the dragon was speaking ordinary
0: language. Yes. Although I do feel like dragons are different Because, okay, that's kind of They both have wings They do, but that, I feel like that's almost That's maybe more of what I'm trying to get at here It's like, I kind of get, like, with the Lord of the Eagles And the more fantasy creatures It's like, okay Okay. But then, like, even, like, the regular animals Like, all animals just have, like, their own language And then, like, some of them can talk Like a person, maybe, you know They learn from the elves I guess
2: (sighs) I don't know, I'm making that up I, I'm sure if we if we sat down and tried to read the Similarion or however it's pronounced, um, we'd probably find an answer for why the Raven could speak ordinary tongue. Um, but I mean, you should they, have read that first. <laughs> they uh, they do say that like when the ra- when the dwarves lived in the mountain, the ravens lived there too, and I mean that's the whole reason the thrush goes out to find them is because they were like good buddies with Croak, Kark. Uh- Kark. Yeah. Roke is the one that shows up. The rock. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce those, but, uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, this Raven that shows up is 153 years old, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that, that this was one of on my notes. I wrote the Raven is 153 years old and speaking common. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I, think, I think the Ravens may could have learned from the dwarves if they had, such a close relationship that they talk about at the beginning of the chapter.
0: Um, Yeah. Which I, you know, I like, I think that's like a cool history, you know, I like that stuff. Yeah. But then I guess I'm just like, you know, you know what, whatever. I don't, I don't have anything to add. I I just had to bring it up.
2: I saw a video last week of a parrot just talking. It's that head off. Just as it was on camera. It's like, ah, damn it. I don't care. I'm a bird stuff like that (laughs) like bless you i
1: thanks
2: i'm not too bothered by the birds talking especially one that's a, a, a species that's known to be able to mimic human speech in the real world yeah um i mean if the thrush was stalking i may have more of an issue with it but it's still very much a nitpick i think
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even trying to frame it as a nitpick. It's more like, I think it's interesting that Tolkien continues to do it. Not that it bothers me.
2: Okay, that's just animals in general, not just... Yeah, yeah, like... Well, have any other... I I don't think any other mundane animal has spoken. I mean, you might hear... uh, Tolkien does talk about... You've mentioned that he talks about, like, the language of of the the birds or the language of the wolves and uh the ponies probably had their own language but i think that's more just kind of the idea that It's just like if you look out at like a bunch of sheep and they're just they're just banging at each other it, one might assume that they are talking in their own language and not just yeah. yelling their heads off
0: so right but 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 even in lord of the rings like it might be weird if a sheep started to speak english Probably yeah, and yet, yeah, it's like this raven just does it. So I, I mean, you know, they're they're cool, they're smart, and we know that there's like I guess like I think I think it's interesting that there's like just this like l- like hierarchy to like the animal kingdom here too. Cause like at first when we were like being introduced to like the eagles and stuff, I was like, okay, there's like the lesser animals and the greater animals, and like there is, you know. But, like even the lesser animals have like their own culture and, and intelligence and language. it's like um, that's just the way that he like uh, interprets the animal kingdom in his fantasy series. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay so let, let's talk about the other actual stuff that happens in this chapter here. Um, what do we what do we want to focus in on here?
2: Um. there's a about two pages later when they're still talking with the raven uh, right before, it's right when uh, the raven's asking florin what he what he wants to do and uh, it ends its question slash like tirade about hey what are you going to do with uh, the the line i have spoken <laughs> yeah and having just rewatched the mandalorian that that just really jumped out at me and yeah, it, the, the, the raven uh, no. now... Yeah, and the Raven now has the voice of the Ugnon. I think his name's Kuil. Yeah. So that. It it was kind of close to that in my head already, knowing how Ravens sound on, like, YouTube and stuff. But once I got to that, it was like, oh, now there, well, there's the voice in my head now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Do you watch, like, Raven ASMR videos on YouTube?
2: No, it just, like, pops up on Reddit every now and then to be like, hey, check out this cool bird that's talking. Oh. And then it'll sometimes lead to, like, a a compilation video or something like that
0: yeah r slash bird talk
2: i don't know it's usually like something like damn that's interesting or something i think i'm that's just like on the 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 all feed or whatever r
1: slash sultry birds
2: (laughs) i'm scared to even look up if that's a thing or not (laughs) it is oh god um yeah, uh, we find out that well, they they find the, the dwarves find out that Smog is dead, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, good, we don't we didn't have to spend the last three days worrying."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's
2: go let's go eat some gold or or count some food or whatever. Um, they found out the ponies are still three of the ponies are still alive, so they got some uh, provisions from that, and they find out about the. Uh, elven army and the uh, the lake town men led by Bard yeah. are, are coming to see them and the, the raven basically fills them in on like yeah this is like exactly the political climate and uh, like there's th- 14 of you against a literal army and a bunch of starving villagers who want your gold <laughs> so what are you going to do
0: yeah Um, i do i do like that um that twist because you know even bilbo's like kind of frustrated right now he's like hey i really only signed up to kill the dragon kill the dragon right and the dragon's dead so like this should be it and we you know obviously we learn what bilbo does in response to that in the next chapter um but just the fact that in, like, what what up until now has been a relatively straightforward adventure story, it's like, you know, you kill the the main threat, but then it's like, hey, now we actually have to deal with the power vacuum before <laughs> we can really wrap the story up. And I wasn't expecting that, like, Tolkien to take that turn yeah. here at the
1: end. here's the fallout, here are the consequences.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and we only have, like, 30 pages left. <laughs>
0: Yes, we are close to wrapping up. Very, very close. Um,
2: Um, We also find out there's another army coming in. Then The dwarves from the Iron Hills led by... Where's the name? I think it's like
0: Dane or something. Dane, yeah, that's it. Thorin's cousin, I believe. Yep. Yeah, he sends a message. um... Dane
1: Cook. (laughs) Famous Middle-earth comedian.
0: Yeah, yep. Famously cancelled. Oh, yeah, well, yes. Famously cancelled His bird relations. Uh huh. Um,
1: that was a whole big thing, yeah. wasn't it?
0: It was not a conversation. That's uh, all I mean, I'm gonna say about not that Not a matter.
1: conversation. It was a type of type of relations.
0: Yeah, if you will. So, Dane Cook did that. Look it up. Um, that's so, <laughs> that's in the Silmarillion too. I think yes, you can find yes, it yes. There.
2: So I, I do have another note about something that caught my eye toward. Uh, so after they, the Raven flies off to deliver their message to Dane, the uh, they start preparing for this army of elves and starving people to arrive and they send uh, Philly and Killy out to retrieve the uh, the ponies that the Raven leads them to. And while they're gone, they're gone for three days, four days. And by the time they knew, uh, by that time, they knew that the joined armies of Lake Men and the Elves were hurrying towards the mountain. uh, for They had had food now. Uh, Where is it? Uh, And already the gate was blocked with a wall of squared stones laid dry, but very thick and high across the opening. So I know dry in this context basically means they built this wall without border. Which means that eleven dwarves and a hobbit built a stone wall that fit together like a bunch of building blocks in four days. That was thick and high. Pun intended.
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds perfectly realistic to me.
2: Four days. Four days. And this sounds like it's like blocks the size of the dwarves in my in my head. Like they're they're blocking off a grand entranceway from an army. And they've got, they've got. Yeah, but they uh, don't. They don't say
0: how large the the blocks or the bricks themselves
2: are. True, but if you shrink down the blocks, then it's a lot of blocks in four days.
1: Josh, do you know how how long it took to build the pyramid, the pyramids, individually? No, but I imagine it was more than a day, more than four days. Twenty five days. No, I'm just joking. It was twenty five. Did you did you learn
0: that from uh, from Twenty
1: five years. Twenty five years it took to build one pyramid, apparently. Um
0: That no, doesn't
1: sound right. No, I that's about I, right. It's it sounds about right. Mm, that it's
0: really I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't sound right to me.
2: Uh, the, 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 the Pharaoh commissions it and then they watch it get built throughout their life, then they die and get buried in it.
1: Yeah. Um No, I, I, just, I just fell down a, a rabbit hole of um
0: I'm just, being, just being on Reddit and, and looking at what other people have to say
1: yeah I read a lot about uh, the the lost city of Atlantis and I read a lot about the pyramids one of those nights well, you know. so,
0: sounds funny. like you're a real expert on the topic by now yes you should watch Stargate that's basically
2: all Stargate is plus, Sweet. Plus, plus science fiction and guns
1: Nice. sounds like a winning combo
2: very
0: much is what uh oh? So I was just saying, um, I don't think like it's a big it's a big entrance, but I feel like, you know, th- that that leaves what um, 12, 12 individuals to be working on building a brick wall over the course of four days. I, I'm just saying. I feel like I, that's pretty reasonable. I honestly they- think.
1: I honestly think that this With is. Barely any food? This is less realistic than the birds talking. Like, like
2: <laughs> this is. <laughs> no, th- this I, makes that's less That's kind sense. of my point.
1: This makes less sense than, oh, the birds. Why can this bird speak English? Like, it's like, well, how, do
2: they, I, I just, how do these men who have barely had any. who've been running low on rations and have literally hiked up a mountain and been living in fear of a dragon to now build, full, build a giant wall in four days? Well, yeah. they've been eating. I'm with they. Have, they I'm have crammed on this one. Well, no, they uh, uh, that that's from the ponies that Philly and Kelly went to get.
0: Yeah, but even before they had food with them in the the tunnel. Right,
2: but it was running low. They they. It's one of the reasons they they went out of the tunnel after two days was because they were running low on their provisions.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, the way that I'm thinking about it, like I don't think this is a. I think it's more of a ramshackle operation, like, it's it's effective, but the way that I kind of imagine it, like, they're kind of, so there's the main entrance, and that leads you into, like, the Great Hall, and it's already damaged, like, I kind of imagine they take the rubble, you know, that's just left behind from the dragon's destruction, and kind of just, they probably don't even have to move it that far, like, I think they just take what's there and, like, push it up against the entrance i don't i'm not sure Maybe. they really have like they, they do and
2: they do talk about like engineered holes that you could see and shoot through and like they put an arch over the creek that's running through the hall yeah to, uh, people can't like get in or something but it's it sounds and, somewhat engineered more and, than just like pushing and, the rubble around
0: yes yes but i think we also have to give dwarves credit because i think that's one of their specialties as well
2: it is no and i i, I get that's what that is and they were they were using like the the magic tools that haven't rusted over 150 years Um, so that probably helped, but it's also just like, that's a lot of work for 12 dudes. And one of them's not a dwarf. Yeah. And probably wasn't very helpful in this endeavor. Yeah. So we don't find out whether or not Bilbo helped or not, but
0: I'm sure he, I'm sure he did what he could. Probably. He pitches in.
2: Apparently he he had the time to hide the Arkenstone in his, his, the, the bundle of rags. He calls a pillow. I don't know if that was this chapter or the next, but
0: that's a little detail I noted. Yeah, that can't be comfortable to sleep on. No. Uh, um I think the only other thing I want to mention kind of talking about like building the the wall and stuff. Um you know, so they they have like this fortification because they take the raven's advice and say like you know, you know they realize that people are coming and they're it, it could be it could be a battle. Um <laughs> How many so if we
2: are we up to now? We have the we have the dwarves coming in from the Iron Hills. We got the Lake Town Men and we got the elves. That's at least three.
0: Right. Yeah. Um And then, you know, does uh do, do the dwarves and Bilbo count? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to we'll yeah. have to get the
2: count. I think we'll get the count in the next the next chapter.
0: Right. Yeah, at, I'm sure we'll, we'll for have next to, time. But, um,
2: yeah, not not the one we're about to talk
0: about. Um, But I thought the discussion of, like, the terms was interesting. Like, Thorin won't entertain any of it. um, And they are ultimately declared enemies when the the chapter ends. Um, But, but I I feel like it's, like, you know that when, when Bard comes up, like, he's kind of playing the game, you know that he's, like, vying for his own power and, you know. Mm -hmm. But... They really do present the terms to the dwarves as, like, pretty reasonable, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and and Thorin is just like, you guys can all go fuck yourselves. And Bilbo's like, I don't know if that was the right way to handle that. But um, <laughs> I, I do like the, uh, I don't know, I do like their dialogue and I like their back and forth because, like, you know, I I think the the Elvin army and the Esgaroth army like presents their their argument like really succinctly and eloquently. But like they are also obviously there for a battle, you know, like Thorne's right about that too, so it's it's one of those yeah. uh they they, I, they present it well but it, it does feel like you know like there's more going on under the surface it's not like super complex but it is interesting uh I like this part right. too
2: yeah I mean I I feel like Thorn was justified about his treatment of the elves and their their offer based on how the the Elven King treated him um, but with the lake men he was just being a total dick and uh, uh, that the, the Raven even warned him, like you should negotiate with Bard. He's the, he's the sensible one here. Yeah. And Thorin doesn't seem to be very interested. He may, I mean, for all we know, that warning is the only reason Thorin even talked to them, but, uh, exactly. Yeah. That, this is actually, to one of the, the last things I have for this chapter, which is Thorin's turn kind of gets explained in this chapter, but it still feels very sudden. Um, I mean, it's foreshadowed two two chapters prior when he's when he first mentions the Arkenstone. um, and then this chapter he's starting to get he's starting to make threats against anyone who hides the Arkenstone from him, yeah, uh, and saying that's like the only thing he desires out of the entire treasure hoard. Um, <clears throat> but it still feels very sad when he's now he like the whole book he's been like a I don't want say aloof but like somewhat distant leader like stoic leader and now here he is at the end of the journey just now suddenly just very like power mad well this is him
1: you know getting everything he's ever you know dreamt of getting back right you know he has like his kingdom back essentially all of all like i mean so i i i kind of see it fitting that he doesn't want to let it go um,
2: right and I I think part of it is amplified by the dragon curse I think that's uh, part of what we're supposed to infer but that that would be the underlying base desire that it's the dragon curse would be feeding off of I'm just saying that the, the actual turn itself feels like it's like a, a switch is flipped in this chapter yeah. no yeah that, I, that's kind I, of what I think getting you're at
1: here. you're right about that um, I do think he's gonna turn around though
2: hmm how do you think that'll happen?
1: Well, I mean, what the dragon's you know, already dead. We 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 get into. Um, I, I mean, I think he's gonna be become more reasonable. But um, I mean, the, what happens in the next chapter does complicate things a little bit. So we'll we could talk about bit. that <laughs> when we when we get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. To um, Josh's point, um, I feel like it might. I was kind of surprised when, like, Thorn brings up the Arkenstone and how important it is. And I was like, oh, if it was so important, like, maybe they should have just had a line bringing that up at the beginning when they're going over the plan. Like, hey, we gotta kill Smaug and get our treasure, and, like, you know, chief among these these items in the Horde is the Arkenstone, you know, the heart of the mountain, the, you know. Um, I really don't think that it was mentioned before they got to Smaug's lair. Um, so, like, no, I, think I think maybe that that could have helped a little bit in feeling like, oh, yeah, this is, like, super important, and it's the only thing that Thorin's been, like, obsessing over trying to get. Um, but I, I, do, I do like that all the characters, not all of them, obviously, like, Bilbo, of course, is, like, a little more special in this regard, but, like, So much of the problem here is circling around, like, these different, um, uh, these different powers and, like, being driven by greed, um, because, like, that will also become really important, you know, like, as we continue to read through Tolkien, um, so... So, like, even even when Bard is going through his terms and, like, mentioning, like, hey, you know, even the elves stopped by Esgaroth to help us, and, like, what were you doing, you know? Um, but, obviously, the elves are only there because they know that the fucking dragon is dead. You know, they're just putting on a good face. It's like a PR stunt for them to get a, a, a share <laughs> in the treasure. Um which, which we all know, like that's pretty clear from the way it's written, but, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like what you're saying, Josh. Like even Thorin isn't um, immune. Like even though like he's kind of a bit more in the right, like he is being driven by greed, the same way that Bard is, and the same way that the Elven King is, and so on.
1: What did uh, right. uh, Frank Herbert say about absolute power again?
0: <laughs> it attracts the corruptible. And, um, and and that uh, that criminals will will vie for the spot of the lawman.
1: Oh well, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good show. I mean, I, I, honestly, that's such an open-ended question. You could you could pull a million <laughs> a million different <laughs> different quotes. Yeah. But, um. No. It's 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 like. Uh. What What is it? Um. Absolute power. What is it? Corrupts absolutely, or or, you know what is? Oh, that's what that is what you were trying
2: to go for. I I I kind of held back because I wasn't sure if was that. That's a classic quote. I'm I'm not sure if that's no. Well, he uses original.
0: Well, no, that's that's the thing. He he I, in the in interviews with him he takes the quote and he says like the old adage is yeah. absolute power corrupts absolutely and then he's like right. i say that absolute power attracts the corruptible yes, yes. Yep. not um, not that it causes you to become corrupted you it you already are and go to that position
2: hmm.
0: just just saying i mean yeah. that's uh it, it no, makes me it, it's it.
2: making me think of twilight princess and one of the characters in it but that's just literally cuz i played it like 2 days ago or yesterday,
0: so <laughs> who? Midna? No, Xant. Uh, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about him. I don't remember that much about Twilight Princess. It, I, it's worth going
2: back to. It just takes a while. I mean, I was yeah, I, I was I wasn't following any kind of directions in it, but I was trying to stay directly on the the main the main quest line. It still took me like three weeks to get through my yeah. normal play play uh, schedule. So, Cadence hmm. <sighs> not schedule. Anyway. Uh, there's another song in this chapter. Get back on track.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They sing Thorin a song, like, because he's getting upset, so they, they have to sing to him like he's a little baby.
1: That was a nice yeah. moment.
0: Yeah, Thorin's getting all pissed, and they're like, who's the best motherfucker? He's got all the gold. He's cool. And it's like,
1: you know, that, uh,
0: that, that really made that 200-year-old elf dwarf man feel better. <laughs> no, uh, I I did I did like that moment too. Um, it's interesting to it, that uh, Tolkien mentions it's it it's similar to the song that they sing in the beginning yeah, too. Yeah
2: that's I was about to say I, I was able to keep it like somewhat rhythmic in my head this time because I, I could do it to the Misty Mountains tune. Yeah <clears throat> from the movie. So I think that's everything in this chapter. Unless you guys have other notes, we can move on to the thief in the night.
0: What about you, Connor? Did you?
1: Oh no. I mean, I I'm, I'm good to go, but I do also got to go. So let's take a quick five. That's okay. All with right. Me. Let's
0: take five. Oh, dokie.
1: When he's got to go, he's got to go.
0: You can go.
2: So, so I actually have a con that I thought of during the break. That is a bit more of a con than I, I blew my voice out.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
2: Uh, so my friend from college was talking to me about... Uh, we, we usually talk about aircraft stuff because we're both, we're both aviation geeks. But he started talking about home-built kit airplanes one day. And it got me going on this deep rabbit hole on YouTube of how to build airplanes... And, like, I'm an aerospace engineer. I, I, I design, like, engine parts for a living. and But it's, it's the really nitty-gritty of, like, this is how you take a bunch of scrap metal, well, slightly better than scrap metal, and turn it into a working airplane that you can fly around. That has just really been, like, resonating with the do-it-yourself cord that makes, that makes me uh, who I am. And I, I I talked to him on Friday uh, after we after we did our podcast and I basically like logged in. And it's like, hey, fuck you. I've been watching nothing but airplane uh, kit videos for the last week uh, because I have a house. I'm trying to renovate the house slowly but surely. I don't have the money to build an airplane. <laughs> so it's that frustrating feeling of I want to take on a project that is really fucking awesome, like building your own airplane. But I have neither the funds nor the space nor the the time commitment to do that, so that's my real con for this week.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait to uh, see the airplane you build all by yourself.
2: I <laughs> I think that's gonna be a project one day. It's many years away, but maybe one day. I hope i there's so much I need to do around the house first.
1: <laughs> I mean, who can come on? you can do the the house stuff anytime you know when when else can you build an airplane i think that should be the priority
2: i don't have the space or the money to do that (laughs) that's the problem
1: you you can figure it out
2: you got
0: the space
1: yeah you can fit in your garage
0: or rip out your uh, back uh, your deck patio
2: (laughs) it it, it needs to be a fairly clean workshop type area and i'm currently using the garage i have a one car garage that's currently being used for you know the car and my basement floods so that's not useful plus i have no way of getting the plane out of the basement if i built it down there um the backyard isn't covered and floods constantly and uh uh yeah the kits cost in the tens of thousands of dollars for anything that i would be interested in so and, oh and if you're able to commit, build your own airplane kits yeah they exist with plans and everything uh and they they range from like uh like like the factory's is pre-built like 49% of the plane and you have to do the last 51%. So it qualifies for like FAA regulation stuff. Uh, or just like, here's the sheet metal with some holes punched in it. Good luck. <laughs> like you have to rivet it. You gotta, you gotta line everything up. You gotta wire everything and uh, put the engine in and, and get everything done yourself. And people will work on these things like for years, like three to five years on some of these kits. I think some of the faster ones were like people who worked full time, like 40 hours a week or more and, or had like groups, like a team of people helping them and they got it done in under two years. So these are long-term projects and I don't have the time or money for that <laughs> or the space, but it would be so cool to do that.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: Be able to like, well fly around and be like, I'm flying around with everything I built with my two hands fucking awesome i had to just be meticulous about everything at the same like i I have that bug to be meticulous about everything that i'm working on and be like i know where how like good every rivet is i know i would know like where all the wires go and how like everything works it's not like my car where it's like i I turn the key and the engine works 99 of the time it's like oh i know if it would if anything broke in the plane it's like oh i know exactly what's wrong here it's like what, what, like why I have my 3D printer right here. It's just like, yeah, I, 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 like I can redesign this, I can reconfigure this thing as I see fit, because I literally built it. I, I followed some plans here and there, but it's like I, I know this thing inside and out. If X, Y, or Z breaks, not necessarily the X, Y, Z axes, but like if A, B, or C breaks, it's like I know what to do to fix it immediately. It unless it's a coding issue. Coding is a whole other thing, but it's like that bug inside of me. That's just like, I want to, I want to have that level of control over a project and just make everything custom and just have that freedom, I guess. Hmm. So the con, the con is I, I realize how much
0: I can't do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Your con is I want to build an airplane, but I can't. It's more of
2: a con than I blew my
0: voice out 20 minutes ago. (laughs) <laughs> being an idiot
2: i believe so,
1: you will get there
2: uh, thank you i hope i hope i get there one day too i i really do and and i would love to bring you guys along for a ride someday but i need to work on my i need to work on getting my pilot in, in the license. airplane
0: that you built josh would i you, don't know would about you that not, i would do you not? not know about that <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: i wouldn't take you up on the first test drive but after been flying around for a few so months sure if I flew it around for a few years and proved that everything was a okay and I knew what I was doing, would you would you reconsider? I, I'd reconsider if I came to visit. I, like, well,
0: I I would consider. I don't know if I would reconsider, but I would <laughs> consider it. Yeah,
2: i okay. I would consider it. I want to give it like a really cool paint job too. I'm not sure, like something nerdy but subtle, like maybe like yeah, Star like Trek. a bunch of
0: anime girls on the side.
2: No, I was thinking like Star Trek with big Shuttle pod decals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that be good.
2: Or 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 uh, painted up like like red five Luke's, Luke's X-Wing. Luke X cool.
1: wing. Luke's X wing.
0: Oh.
2: Luke's
0: that X wing? Oh, okay, gotcha. Luke's <laughs> X <sex> wing. <laughs> All right, there's our episode title. Uh, it <laughs> no, doesn't like have to Ricker do. With, it doesn't have to do with <laughs> the Hobbit, but nope. it's, it is our episode title. Luke's oh X wing. Oh um, there we have it. I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna get better than that. I will see. You know, I mean, we still got another chapter to talk yeah, about, but yeah, it's
2: um, a very short chapter, though. Who knows? So, a thief in the night by uh, J.R.R. Tolkien in The Hobbit. That's thief, what we were really talking about.
0: A thief in the
2: night.
0: Yep, a thief in the night. Uh, so, so Bilbo has a plan. Um, we we mentioned, you know, he's he's not really on board with this whole like. It let's hole up in the uh, the the mountain palace for who knows how long and fight a giant battle for a treasure horde. Um, yep. Bilbo has officially like fulfilled his contract, and um, as far as he's concerned, as far as he's concerned, yes. Yeah. So he has a plan. Uh, he sneaks out of the base with the arkenstone. Um, and After... sorry,
2: sorry, I. I have one last note from the last chapter that I remember because of what happens at the beginning of this chapter. He's talking with uh, Bomber, who's on mm-hmm. uh, uh, walk- lookout duty before yeah, he sneaks big, off fat Bomber. And there's another fat bomber right at the end of the last chapter, and then it's like, yeah, the fat dwarf was watch- on the watch uh, on-, on the watch this evening. Uh, also, he's going out at like seven p.m, apparently it's like they, they're talking about how it's like getting yeah. close to the middle of the night it's like it's like 7 p.m the sun would have just gone down
1: well time is different over there
2: i guess so uh but it's like yeah like you go you go off and sleep i'll uh, i'll keep watch i'll wake you up at midnight and then bomber goes away and he's like he sneaks off it's like okay i got five hours
0: yeah okay <laughs> something like that yeah so, um, yeah, sorry to interrupt no no it's okay yeah, uh, J- J- R- J- 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 uh Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien was not known for his, his body positivity back in 1937. It was a different time. Yeah, I know? mean,
1: very similar to to the founders, the, our beloved founders of Chump Nation. Yeah, it
0: was a, diff- it they was were, a different. They were they
1: were close to Tolkien actually. Yeah. <laughs> In
0: a Tolkien, way, on in the, the other hand, ways. didn't want anything to do with with yeah. them. There's a lot of letters that he didn't write back that that were sent to him by the the founding Chum Yeah, fathers. but but,
1: um, but but I mean, there's
0: still a rich history there. There
1: is a rich history, exactly.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah. So so Bilbo sneaks out with the Arkenstone. Um. There's a little bit that happens in between him leaving and him getting there, but but ultimately he makes it to Bard and the Elven King. Um. He gives the stone to Bard. So there's a chance that um, he'll he'll be able to successfully barter with Thorin. Barter with Bard. Yeah. Right. Um, it's um, in the name. And then, as uh, as Bilbo's leaving, we find out that Gandalf is mysteriously there as well. Yeah. In the camp.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's there. Um yep. And he's really pleased with Bilbo's move. He's like, hey great job, you know. Um, There's always
2: more about you than anyone expects.
0: Yeah. So, um, that was cool. Like, I kind of thought after we got that, when they were in the Mirkwood, we get like a very small moment where we learn that gandalf hears that like the road is out and he's like oh shit maybe they will need my help and he you know yeah he wraps so up i've been expecting business. him right i've been expecting him to come back but it's it's kind of funny that it happens here after all the shit's gone down yeah yeah, yeah he kind of him, like
2: show up at like the climax of the battle but no it's just like in the in the enemy's camp just hanging out and while bilbo's walking yeah. i was like hey bilbo yeah right because
1: when we got good that little glimpse of him a few chapters ago um I was like, well, this is way too soon for him to come back. I was like, I don't, he, like, he just left, you know? So I'm happy that he actually did keep his distance for a little bit longer than, than I expected.
0: At least until yeah. the dragon died.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Gandalf was like, they got it. I'm yeah, sure I they'll yeah. figure it out.
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching that.
0: sees yeah.
2: the mountain explode. They got it. Yeah, Yeah. he's just sitting there blowing smoke rings. Like (laughs) (laughs) the dragon's like over over uh, Lake Town. He's like the dwarves are okay. They got it. It's (laughs) very
1: funny. It's because he orchestrated this entire thing, you know, and like he's with the dwarves. I mean, he's with the you know the crew that is so pissed at the dwarves in the Hobbit for, for you know, causing the dragon to, to destroy their their village and and kill their people but like they don't they don't even realize that gandalf is is the man that like put this plan <laughs> into motion in the first <laughs> place
0: it's true gandalf's like in the back of the crowd like yeah fuck those guys yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> master manipulator it again
0: yeah
2: so yeah bilbo just This is my only note for this chapter, but, like, Bilbo basically goes to the enemy camp and immediately tells them, like, all the strategic military stuff that they have about, like, Dane's army showing up. And it's like... Yeah. um, And it's not like, like, oh, do you know what's going on? They're like, no. He's like, all right, let me fucking tell you. It's like, okay. right. It... But, like, these... It's not like he's... uh, It's like, the dwarves are practically his friends at this point he he says as much like he he owes them something he's been with them for months and months they've been through life and death together um but it's like is this a dick move? is he being like friend of the year somehow by doing this yeah. uh both in like the sarcastic like oh he's friend of the year or just like literal like yeah friend of the year for warning their enemies about the upcoming attack
0: two days away It's just <laughs> yeah, it does. It does seem a little backwards, and I think there's a moment in the scene where um, the Elven King, or maybe Bard, but one of them asks Bilbo, like, why would you betray your friends? And Bilbo's like, I'm not. Like, that's not the way he sees it at all. Um, You know, he thinks that the right thing to do is for these, these groups to come to an amicable agreement through through conversation because the alternative is um battle and so i think i think the way bilbo sees it even though the dwarves and especially thorin would consider this to be like a horrible betrayal um Bilbo feels like he's kind of saving his friends because, like, they're horribly outnumbered. He, he knows they're just all gonna get fucking murdered if he doesn't do this. Like, I think that's the way he sees it. He's
1: kind of pulling a Gandalf here, right? He's he's like putting things into motion, you know, like yeah. He he's uh, definitely learned from the old that that old coup a little little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Which means I'm probably about to be really annoyed with Bilbo because every time Gandalf did something, and it, you know, it's like, hey, thanks, but <laughs> uh, did did you really have to do it like that? Like you could have just told us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know right? But the thing is, I guess maybe it does kind of give an interesting perspective on the way Gandalf makes his decisions because, like, we do know if Bilbo went to Thorin first and he's like, hey, here's my plan, I'm gonna give this treasured, like gem of your family history to the enemy, then, you know, Thorin would just kill him. <laughs> so... Yeah. I, it does feel like he's right to withhold that information. I guess, assuming the, the plan works out.
2: Right. I, I think the plan is more in motion to trick Thorin and to be like, like, oh, they have what you're looking for. Let's just trade trade them for that and some treasure. Or tra- trade some treasure... For that that they have, so it seems more amicable to Thorin. I don't yeah. think this is like a, um, like this is meant to be more amicable for the the men of Lake Town and the elves in and any other way other than as Bilbo says. He just, uh, I'm really trying to avoid trouble for all concerned. Yeah. So he does like yeah, like you said, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want a war. He doesn't yeah. want battles. He just he just wants to go home.
0: Yeah, which is cool. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, Middle Earth World War One is about to commence. And he's like, what if we all just went home and drank tea instead? You know,
2: very Arthur Pipes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my only note for this chapter. Everything else. I mean, Gandalf returns the the Elven King uh, claims that. Bilbo's more worthy to wear the the Mithril armor than Elf Prince's before him.
0: Yeah, that's Um, a cool line.
2: And then he's like, yeah,
0: I gotta go wake up the
2: old fat guy before midnight, so have a good night. See you tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of an interesting chapter because I'm I'm like waiting for things to pop off, and and um, you know they 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 received him a lot more kindly than I would have imagined. You know they they heard him out, they they let him explain everything, com- you know, calmly. And I mean, I feel like if it was any of the dwarves, they would have just rushed them. You know, I think I I think they do view him still as like not part of the group. Or, or a, a differently, because of he, because of his his hobbitness.
2: Some of the some of the, the guards that find him at think he's like the the dwarves' pet.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh kind of mentioned you know the dwarves kind of have like dragon dwarf madness right now too. Like they're, I think there's like, Thorin in particular as the leader, is like sort of under this spell of of greed f- focused on the Arkenstone. So, like, I do think we're supposed to kind of get this impression that he's, he's acting, like, and leading the dwarves, like, really irrationally. Um, and so, like, you know, Bilbo's doing the, the sensible thing, and because Thorin is, is, like, so unpredictable and prone to anger right now, um, it necessitates this like sneaking sneaking around um, Even though it does yeah, I mean reading the chapter. I feel like it there are moments where it f- feels a little weird It's like you know come on Bilbo, but I do kind of like that idea that he's You know sort of hurting them to help them You know it, it makes it makes what Bilbo is doing a little more interesting too um, Really interested to see Thorne's reaction Presumably in the next chapter that we haven't read um, because you know, obviously, he's gonna be like, "How the fuck did you get the Arkenstone?" You would think he's gonna put two and two together and realize somebody betrayed him, and it's like it's probably Bilbo, right? Like it feels like those are all pretty easy conclusions to jump to. So, um, I really wonder if there's going to be some kind of a a conflict there. I'm not
2: sure.
1: There very well could to- be.
2: We we'll have to keep reading and find out. Yeah. So speaking of keeping reading, keep reading. There are three chapters remaining. What? And we yeah we usually do two. So my question is, do we want to read the next two chapters for next week, and then read one chapter the week after, and have our wrap up discussion with that single chapter, or read them all? for next week one and a half the first one one and a half i am not reading half a chapter (laughs) i
0: don't i don't really feel like we need to discuss this but the first one josh okay uh we'll read two chapters like normal and then the last chapter i think is longer anyways uh yeah um, my
2: copy it's 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 about they're about the same length I i think they're at the average, out to roughly the same length, so it's like twenty pages for next week, and then ten the the week after. And we gotcha.
1: can we can have you know more of a, uh, uh, a zoomed out general discussion of the the book as a whole as well. And for that right episode. okay.
2: I just wanted to ask because I noticed that as Connor was speaking just now. So,
0: gotcha. No, uh, that's did... that's the way I would choose to do it. I think. Okay. Sounds like we're we're in agreement. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Any final notes on these two chapters? There a lot happened, but there wasn't a lot of like noteworthy I say noteworthy as in like I I, I felt like the need to write down notes about it. I think we covered most of what happened and yeah. the implications.
0: Um I do have two more things to touch on that don't feel important, but since we're wrapping up, um on page two hundred and forty-four of my copy, it's the beginning of a uh, chapter it's the very first page of chapter sixteen. At the bottom, um, I think they're talking to, is this, like, one of the, the birds again? I think they're getting an update from one of the birds. Uh, yeah, Roak. And the last line he says is, the treasure is likely to be your death, though the dragon is no more. Um, so I, I, guess I just like going back to that idea where, um, you know, the adventure is kind of set up in this really traditional way where, you know, you're kind of made to think that slaying the dragon is the ultimate goal, but there's even been other things that have been brought up before, like, um, when, when Smaug is trying to kind of manipulate Bilbo, and he's saying like, hey, you never, you know, the dwarves are going to give you the gold, but, you know... How are you even going to get it back? You're like hundreds of miles away from where you even live. You know, the logistics of you bringing this treasure back. And like, all that's to say is like, um, it's just interesting that Tolkien chooses to introduce like these little complications into an otherwise straightforward story. And and there's kind of this idea too. It's like, yeah, you killed the dragon, but you still aren't out of it. You know, like the treasure itself could could be your downfall.
2: Mm. Right. Yeah. No, keep going. Uh, Okay, yeah, the uh, the other thing I want to point out is that Bilbo mentions the, uh, his share of the treasure uh, when he's talking with Bard and the Elven King. It's like, yeah, I am I have this letter here. Thankfully, I'm still holding on to this tattered letter from uh, May. Right. And uh, uh, I'm entitled to 1 14th of the, of the treasure, but I'm willing to read this as uh, one 14th of the profits, which I'm willing to uh, fully understand means like after you guys take your cut. Yeah. So it's like, I think part of that is practicality and not, and wanting to seem reasonable in front of the quote unquote enemy. Um, but also could, some of that could be practical, like from what Smog told them of like, yeah, how are you going to get all this treasure home? Well, I'll just take mm-hmm. a little bit less. Yeah. true
1: True. Yeah. yeah i mean and i i, I think we may not we have can't, been thinking about it
2: directly like that but.
1: We, we, we can't underestimate his wanting to just get the fuck out of there and go home either you know what i mean like, <laughs> right. like i think that's yeah. most of it
0: yep yeah um i mean treasure or no treasure he has the most valuable gift of all the, the ring. one ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> the gift of the friendship. frenzy made along the way mm-hmm. no it's the ring mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah, he, he might be very willing to, uh, to just say, fuck it. Be interesting to
1: that ring's not going to come that. back up uh, and be of any importance in, in this book no. or in the next book. No way.
0: no he just, He'll just throw it in the fire and forget about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, that's all cool. I really continue to, I, again, I know it's like just a kind of a small part here at the end, but it, yeah, really interesting to me that Tolkien chooses to, um, kind of have, like, this falling action where it's like, okay, well, how are we going to resolve this political struggle now? And it's like, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, the last thing, on my copy, it's page 248. This is going to seem so small. I have to say it, though. I have to. Um, let's see here. It's, um, where was it? Let me find it. Okay, on the top of page two hundred forty-eight, it says, "My dear Bard," squeaked Bilbo. "Don't be so hasty. I never met such suspicious such suspicious folk. I am merely trying to avoid trouble for all concerned. Now I will make you an offer." When he says, "Now I will make you an offer," Tolkien writes two exclamation marks in there. That seems. Ooh. Is that? What, I was that wondering. Uh, I feel like that's. I didn't notice. That's a. Like it? I don't know. It just looked weird because there's—I don't know if that's just a my copy thing—but there's an exclamation no. mark and then a space yeah. and then another exclamation mark, and I was like, "What's up with that?"
1: It's <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's that you <laughs> see on Twitter or something, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. It feels very modern to be like original Twitter. in more exclamation marks. I know. I wonder if it's just like,
2: like an expression, like, "Well, now I'll make you an offer," hmm? or something like that. Yeah, like a like a silent like eyebrow raised kind
0: of right indication what about that yeah i have nothing to like extrapolate from there i no, was just
2: kind of wondering like is that in your copy like it, it is. i was it's, drawn to it it's about it's about three quarters of the way down on page
0: 283 in my copy yeah
1: something to ponder yeah certainly something to ponder
0: hey maybe tolkien was the uh first Author in uh, the mainstream to use multiple exclamation marks. That might even be where we get that from.
1: Mayhaps. I,
0: I'm gonna doubt that. I also do not think that's true. But if there's one thing I love to do, it's make wild claims that are probably totally inaccurate.
1: And never fact. And never,
0: and never provide any evidence to support. Yeah, them. just you know, I, it's just fun <laughs> to say whatever I want and just assume that someone. Somewhere out there is listening and going, really? And I'm just like, huh. Oh, and you it's know, like the I don't, I don't care. It's
1: like the Doctor Manhattan meme, you know, source. I made it up. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yep. It's what we do around here, baby.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. All right, uh, guys, those, we ready to wrap really things up? Notes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh uh, well actually on page two hundred forty seven, oh Tolkien uses three exclamation marks. <laughs> If you turn your copies open <laughs> You can see the use of the fourth exclamation mark
1: Oh my god what a freaking nerd.
0: Can no, you call them consecutive if
2: there's a space in between?
0: Um uh, <laughs> i <call> to that. <laughs> okay.
1: So
2: anyways, folks,
1: um right, please, please please uh support us at patreon.com slash chapter chumps. We are about to open up our um voting process our our democratic and free election process to help choose our next book uh, that we read that could be lord of the rings could be something else could be you know for all we know it could be 50 shades of gray so um you can follow us on twitter and instagram ah, yes.
2: i hope we don't I hope that never ends up on our reading list.
1: (laughs) At Chapter Chumas Pod. um, ChapterChumasPod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out and uh, ask us any questions or uh, have a chat, Um, please like, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and all the other podcast platforms. Um, But most importantly, until next time.
0: Go build an airplane. (laughs) Come on, brother!